Welcome to another edition of Len's Burning Bush. I am Len Harvey. Before I bring on my guest, I want to talk about what's really burning my bush this week. So as we head into the gift-giving season, we already have Hanukkah has already begun, and Christmas is right around the corner. I want to offer some advice on the whole gift-giving process. First of all, it should be for kids only. Adults don't need anything, and they just buy themselves something anyway. Let's also put an end to this grab bag, white elephant stuff, because I, I, I know everybody feels better when they get a gift, but let's be honest here. If you, let's say you're at work and you're participating in this $20 grab bag that you have to be with 10 other people, and you get somebody that you really don't know, you get them a Starbucks gift card for 20 bucks, and you buy something that maybe you like, and then you get something back and you're like, what the heck is this? And you're never going to use that thing. So my advice here, keep the original $20 or donate the $20 and don't even, you know, I mean, come on. I, I can buy myself something for that $20 and be done with it. Uh, remember this, a gift for the sake of getting a gift has truly no meaning and is just senseless. Gifts should always have meaning. And if they don't, then don't do it. Gifts should be memorable regardless of the cost. It should matter how, not should matter how much, but what the thought that was placed on it. So if you see something in a store, let's say you see something, maybe it's a coffee mug with somebody's favorite TV show on it, or a simple McRib sandwich from McDonald's. It doesn't have to be. I mean, that's what, $4? And somebody likes the McRib sandwich. If you get that for them, that's a very thoughtful gift. Again, these grab bag and white elephant gift exchanges, it is just a waste of money for everyone that is involved. You could take that money, either donate it to charity, to somebody that really needs a gift. Don't just buy a pair of gloves for somebody just because you're forced to get them something, because most likely they probably don't even wear gloves. So come on, you know, let, let's get rid of the gift exchange. With that being said, it's time to bring on my gift, the guest for the week. She's a bilingual media public relations professional in charge of crisis management, as well as a former radio and TV veteran. Let's welcome my friend, Diana Lara. Diana, how are you? And what are your thoughts on this whole gift exchange? Because I'm done with it. Uh, I'm doing great, Lynn. And you uh, and we do have to share that you are the one who hired me as a reporter in New York City. And I'm not going to say what year that was. But anyway, and uh, and then and I hired I, you again in Cincinnati. I was a glutton for punishment. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> well, uh, thank goodness the uh, person who was flying in the helicopter was eight months pregnant, and I finally got to come here and, and fly full-time, so that was a lot of fun. Um, but the whole gift-giving, well, first, I do think that at least for adults, at least, you know, because I don't want my husband to think that he shouldn't have to get me something this year. So I'm good with the gift exchange when it's with family and someone you know, but I couldn't agree more with the gift exchanges at work, the white elephants or the, the pull the name out of the hat and you buy someone. You have to be so specific on the rules, right? Because when you mentioned getting someone a, a gift card, maybe to Starbucks, maybe they don't drink coffee. I remember one year someone giving this person uh, a, a bottle of wine and he was a recovering alcoholic for five years. And <laughs> oh, that, <boy. laughs> that bottle of wine sent him on a bender, you know, a bender. And 
And uh, we didn't see him for about two weeks, two or three weeks after that. So All this because might- of a gift exchange. See, this, exactly, is, this is what exactly. I'm talking about. It's it's detrimental right. to the society. It's detrimental. It, it, it can be. And then aside from someone putting all the names in a hat and then everybody coming by to pull the name out, um, you might not know the person well in your office, but what if it, you choose your nemesis or you or your boss who you cannot stand and then you have to give them a gift that you would not i i'm sure people have tons of stories just like be that. done with it put the 20 dollars back in your pocket it's i mean nobody's going <laughs> to i mean the whole fact is let's or or let's do something creative right if you have 10 people at the office take the 200 bucks and go put it in a pot and go buy something for somebody who really needs a gift how about that that's a great idea. Or do a, you know, bring in pizza, bring in lunch. Everybody just do that. There was, I do have, I do recall one awful experience that I had uh, with the picking the name out of the hat for your secret Santa. Um, and that was, um, I had gone to a great boutique and I found a number of different items for people. And so there were two items that were, were relatively small and they were in the same type of boxes. And anyway, I picked uh, the person who I chose out of the box happened to be um, a supervisor that, that I, I, well, I could say it now. I, I couldn't stand. <laughs> I, I just, he, it, this person was awful to everyone. And I, and what ended up happening, what I found out later was since I couldn't come by the admin's office to pick my name out, pick the name out between a certain hour, there was only one name left. And wouldn't you know, I found out later, everyone who chose this person's name put it back in the hat. And that's how I got it. <laughs> so not only is it, can it be vicious, <laughs> these secret Santas, but so... Uh, we end up doing the Secret Santa, you know, and we didn't open up the gifts in front of each other. We just took them back, you know, after we had our our little lunch, we took them back to our office. And I get this email from my boss, the nicest email I ever got. Oh, my God, I love my Secret Santa gift. Thank you so much. And I'm thinking, wow, that's not the reaction I thought I'd get. And he had a, you know, these little little dogs and I had purchased a wiener dog porcelain ornament and it really, you know, wasn't anything, anything that took me a lot of thought, uh, cause I certainly wasn't going to give him any of that. And then the next day was Christmas Eve and my husband and I are exchanging gifts and he opens up, you know, this gift and, and he's like, what, what, what is this? You know, I can't even say what he said, but he couldn't understand why he got a wiener dog ornament because my boss got the $150 cufflinks that I said I was to give to my husband. They wow. were both wrapped in the same size box. And oh, at that point, I just, I couldn't believe, you know, what do you do? Ask him for the cufflinks back. I had to go out and, <laughs> And see, another see what of- I'm saying? This causes all kinds of problems. You wound up yes. giving the gift to him. He thought you gave him cufflinks. You didn't give him yeah. cufflinks. You were giving him a dog, which he probably would have just put it to the side. And yes. now he's got these cufflinks that your husband should have got. So your husband <laughs> should be angry with you. And it's a whole... <laughs> 
just the craziness, the whole thing. So we need to end the gift giving exchange. The thoughtfulness of a gift is different, right? I remember. Yeah. So, so getting to the gift thing, I worked for a company where I sold new homes to people and I have, uh, made good friends because of it. I sold homes to, but one of the nicest gifts I ever got was for friends that I, people I sold a home to and they, um, they knew I was Jewish and they go every year in Michigan. There's a, um, it's Frankenmuth, um, Michigan. They've got Santa every, all year. Like you could buy stuff, Christmas ornaments, all kinds of things. Oh, wow. So they come back and they said, I wanted to get you something really nice for helping us. And I'm like, I don't, I don't want anything. I, I never want a gift from anybody. I try to, you know, stay out of that. But I wound up getting uh, a, a Christmas ornament with the Star of David on it. It was the most thoughtful gift I had ever gotten almost in my entire life. Like my mother will buy me a pair of gloves. I, I don't need a pair of gloves. You know what I'm saying? I don't, my mother must not even know me because I don't wear gloves. Okay. Just so you know. Um, but that's, this was just the nicest thing. And something like that is just thought behind it. Think about it. They knew I was Jewish. They wanted to get me something. They saw something that I would like. And I tell you, I opened it and I couldn't have been, you know, and this is years and years ago, but my point is, is if you're going to get a gift for somebody, you know, get your husband the cufflinks this year, by the way. Um, <laughs> I think if you get somebody something, if you know, you know the person a little bit, think about what they wear. You should have some kind of a, you know, my, you know, my mother will get me long sleeve shirts. I never wear long sleeve shirts. You know what I'm saying? It's not that she doesn't, she just doesn't realize, right? That she just wants to get me a gift. And, and my mother was the one who would always, you know, this is another problem with gifts. You'll get people to come over your house, maybe for Christmas Eve that you really don't know, but it's Christmas Eve. You want to get them something. So in your drawer, right. you've got a couple of gifts, tchotchkes or whatever that right, you're, the yeah, items. the re-gift items. And you wind up getting them, you know, again, well, a pair of gloves or a hat or whatever it is. And you give it to them and they're like, oh, thank you. And they're like, you know, they're never going to use this thing. Why do this? It, it's exhausting, the whole process. And, and this is, you're talking to somebody who is going to an event for a white elephant in the, while I'm recording this today, oh, uh, I'm going yeah. through a white elephant gift and oh. I feel terrible to just bash it, but I have no, no desire. I feel for you. I have no desire to. They, those yeah. are vicious. They yeah. become, there were two people in, uh, oh my gosh, it was a radio station I worked at in New York. Um, and they did the white elephant and it became vicious at the end with, with everybody, you know, wanting like one or two items and, um, and, these two women didn't speak to each other. I want to say for over a year. It 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 just it 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 takes what's meant to be fun, and if you don't have clear cut rules, like is this going to be a grab bag? I mean, a, a gag gift, white elephant, or is it supposed to be just items under twenty dollars? And you know, I mean, oh, it, well, you just have to be. It, it's awful. Somebody made a good uh, point on these white elephant gifts too. What you should do is get a gift you really don't want. You wind up with it every year, but you just keep it <laughs> under the tree and you never open it. You just keep gifting it over and over again. It's just, again, end this nonsense and the senseless. It's just, I, I, I know. I want I, to know where, where yeah. it originated from. I don't know, but the whole gift giving process, it's a good idea. You should, it's better to give than to receive. And we should just, you know, give the gift. If you see something in a store, 
that somebody might like, buy it for them. Okay, that's a gift. If right. if you're going just because you have to spend, even with family, you know, you have the grab bag with the family, fifty dollars you got to spend on somebody, and blah blah blah. You know what? Keep the fifty dollars, and it's enough yeah. already, right? Do we really need it? I mean, is anybody sitting there going, "Oh, I need that uh, that the thing of tube socks," or "I need this"? I mean, come on, let's be honest. Enough but, already. But you know, even with families, um, when you opt out, and I. Uh, I have witnessed this. I've never, you know, my family never did this um, because my family's in Spain. But um, I have witnessed. I thought you where, said insane, but anyway, sorry. Oh yeah, well that, that too. I mean, go goodness, ahead. I don't mean to interrupt. No, Spaniards are are known to be. I mean, gosh, you know, we love bullfights. Yes, um, exactly. But it it was. Um, so they do this gift exchange with all like the first cousins, second cousins, you just pick out a name and, and then, you know, everybody gets a gift and, you know, someone was trying to pull out of the family, you know, saying, I really don't want to do this. And, oh my gosh, the backlash from all the family, the pressure yeah. of a $20 gift. I know it, it, it's gotten to the point where it's just senseless and needs to go away. I don't know how we make it go away. I tried for years in my house. Because the kids didn't need anything. I tried with my wife. I said, let's take them to a homeless show. Let's do something. They don't need anything. It looks like, you know, every year my playroom looked like Toys R Us threw up. You know? But now I got to, you know, they got to get another gift on top of the things they didn't play with last year. I mean, you know, now they're older and stuff and they got better gifts. But I will say that now my kids are finally buying me gifts. Which they're older now, so they have their own money. And last year my son got me a Yankee jersey, uh, uh, Stanton uh, jersey, very nice. So, you yeah. know, that I like. But again, that was a thoughtful gift. He knows I like the Yankees. Yes. He went and <clears throat> actually purchased it with his own money. And my daughter, same thing. She got me a Steelers sweatshirt and, you know, whatever. But that that's the type of stuff when you know a person and you buy a gift for, it's not hard to do when you know the person. But if you don't Correct. know the person, put the money away. Don't buy it. Let's let's stop with this senseless spending money. Yeah. And it just needs to be because you want to do it, not Absolutely. because you feel obligated. Absolutely. There we go. We'll put a we'll put a we'll put a uh, stocking on that, I guess, is what we'll, we'll try to say. But some, uh, I want to go into a little bit of a, a sad, uh, sad news. I don't know if you saw this, but last week, uh, Squiggy, David Landers uh, oh, yes. passed away. And that was one of the instrumental shows growing up for me. Shamil, Shamazel, Hassan Pepper Incorporated, Laverne and Shirley. We're gonna do it. Yeah, give us any chance, we'll take it. Give us any rule. I know. I'm. We're showing our age now. Of course, that show debuted probably in 1978. But I, I just think that you know when you're starting to see all of the people that I was you know grew up watching, um, it's kind of crazy. But David Landers, uh, he David Lander, that is, he died of. Um, at 73 years old, he died of complications related to multiple sclerosis, which he battled for 37 years. And yeah. um, just a sad thing. He was only 73, and that day and age yeah, is yep. not that not that old. No, not that old at all. But I remember tuning into that show once a week. Yeah. And that was the time. See, kids today, they just they have no idea that intros to shows were an entire song yeah even welcome back Cotter. Yeah. Uh, oh my gosh even I mean, even a courtship of Betty's father yeah let me tell you about my best friend yes. yeah that was another one and um oh my gosh sanford and son oh, uh good the, times yep good times all ain't we those. lucky we got them good times <laughs> you see i know them all you're talking to a television 
junkie when I was a kid, and I'm still that way now. But I know I am also. all of it. Yeah, it's. But I that's, love. I still yeah. love. You know, I'll because my husband at least is of my generation, so he gets you know the references where um, oh in in Sanford and Son when when um, when he would argue with his sister in law. Oh, love it. Oh, and she would say, you know, your ugly face, you, you big, you big ugly. You, yeah, you, you evil. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put my foot down your throat and stomp <laughs> on your liver. <laughs> you know, I mean, Lamont, you big dummy. Great one-liners. Yeah. Yes, you big dummy. You big dummy. Yeah. Red, the late Red Fox. But, but I'll tell you, Esther was a. That was a. She. That was a tough role to play, but she was good at it. That yeah. woman was good at it, and I don't know off the top of my head. I have to look it up. But off the top of my head, I don't remember her her name. Uh, but Esther was tremendous, and I think Red Fox played off that, and and it made it even better because you know you're ugly. You, who the hell would want to yeah. marry you? You know you're ugly. Yeah. You yeah you ugly gorilla face yeah. fool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. But it's just like shows like that, and Laverne and Shirley. So Tuesday night television in the '70s was Happy Days at eight, Laverne and Shirley at eight thirty. Three's Company at 9, and then 9.30 was kind of a mix. They had the Ropers for a while and then a couple other, like, things that got mixed in. And then 10 o'clock yeah. was Heart to Heart, I think, was on. Uh, do you remember the show with Robert remember, Wagner? Oh, my God. Yeah. I used to love – I had my hair cut like her. Yes. Like Mrs. Hart. And oh, I loved Max. Stephanie. Max was awesome. Yes. Um, yeah, Max. And then I think 11 o'clock was The Honeymooners. Yes. The Honeymooners and Odd Couple. I think it was yes. actually odd, odd Couple Honeymooners. I think that's how it was. But – Either way, it was on WPIX in New York. And mm -hmm. um, yep. to this day, I just love the Honeymooners. I'll never forget. My son was uh, seven, maybe eight years old. And I turned on. I had the, I had the original 39 DVDs of the Honeymooners. And I put, it in, I put it in and we watched the golf episode. And it oh, was like, hello, ball. And I'm telling you, you know when a baby belly laughs, that's like the nicest yeah. thing? Well, when a seven-year-old belly laughs... That was impressive. And to watch, a, I always say this, 1950 television, it was black and white with no props, no nothing. It was just a small apartment. They tried to, you know, a small set, right? And right. the funniest Able, thing. Yeah. A chair. <laughs> yeah, that was all that was in there. But yet that was so much into that show, you know. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my son to this day will like, hello, ball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I loved, I loved, um. The blabbermouth episode oh, where yes. he could not hold himself back from telling his mother-in-law off. That was classy. And then the hucklebuckle. Yeah. Um, do the hucklebuck. Do the hucklebuck. Yeah. And yeah. was that the one where, um, oh my gosh, uh, um, where, oh no, was that the same episode as the Mambo? No, the Mambo is a different one. We call Carlos is teaching her the Mambo. Yes, yeah, the Carlos, Mambo. Yeah. Oh, my wife Angelina, she make it like a this and she make it like a that, <laughs> and she knock all the dishes off the table. <laughs> <laughs> and then Ralph Cramden said, "And you, at your age, should be ashamed of yourself." Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> my wife, yeah, she goes, "It shouldn't be doing that." <laughs> yeah, that's, that was Lorenzo Lamas. Yeah, right. That, uh, I don't, I don't know if it was or wasn't. I don't remember. Lorenzo Lamas later, I think. Lamas. Um, was it Ricardo Montalban? Was uh, that who it was? No, no, it was somebody else, but it was good. It was good. Ricardo yeah. Montalban later went on to Fantasy Island. Welcome to right, Fantasy right. Island. Yes. So that's another 70s that's TV show, Fantasy Island and the Love Boat. That was Saturday night. Yeah. See? Oh, yeah. This yes. is the stuff oh, I remember. Gosh. And that was a great intro song for the Love Boat. Who didn't oh, love that? that? That was exactly it. That, uh, 
you know, think about it. It uh, it was amazing. You know, the love of <laughs> yeah, that's uh, uh, yeah. Captain Stubing. Now I watch Bravo and I watch Captain Lee. You know what's funny <laughs> about yeah. You know what's funny about uh, Gavin McLeod was it was the um, and he played in the Mary Tyler Moore show. You watch him and he's been yeah. in so many things. Mm-hmm. And even before that, I'm like, did Gavin ever have hair? I mean, it just it's like, come yeah, on. Yeah, I think he went yeah, prematurely he, bald in his yeah. in his you know early 20s yeah it's uh yeah he, it's he crazy wasn't blessed with that no not uh, not blessed <laughs> with that and speaking of television you know saturday Night live was big when we were growing up mm-hmm. and now not so much I, i'm not a big fan of it but this is kind of funny so um they're used to getting fame in different ways the saturday Night live cast right so apparently pete davidson shared last week that he discovered on an etsy store etsy is e-t-s-y are you familiar with this because yeah. okay i sure yeah. am okay my well, credit card yeah. Uh, well, okay. Look at you. You've got a credit card. Well, you might want to get your credit card ready for this. All right. Just so you know. Um, apparently, Pete Davidson said that an Etsy store is selling Pete Davidson vibrators complete with oh. his face on them. Um, you know, he said it's a quality item and it's weirdly accurate is what they said. And I think he made a comment on the show. He said it's $15 with the Pete Davidson or $20 with the Pete Davidson logo and $15 without. Is something something well, to that well, effect? You, know, or, you just you just uh, you just triggered what I will buy for this white elephant this there year. You that I'm there you go. Something to do. That is <laughs> a great gift. I'm going to go on Etsy and I'm going to buy that. So <laughs> and and you should because here's the deal why you should. So a quick look at the actual Etsy um, shop shows that 10 percent of the proceeds from the Pete Davidson vibrator go to breast cancer research. So it's kind of a good cause. So there you go. You got, you got a good cause go. to buy the Pete Davidson face vibrator. And yeah, um, it's the gift. It's the it, gift that keeps on giving. It keeps on giving something. I don't know what it gives, but it gives, <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 it gives, it gives something. So it's just, you know, it, it is, it is what it is, but you know, that's, that's the Saturday Night Live. See, that's the funny stuff. Pete Davidson, uh, you know, he has his moments, right? He's had You're some right. kind of a, a little strange, uh, Pete Davidson is. Well, I mean, you have to be, you have to be to be on that show. That is when, uh, so the original cast that we ended up growing yeah. up with, with, you know, John Belushi, Gilda Radner. Chevy um, Chase, Bill yeah. Murray. Yeah. I mean, and, um, uh, oh my gosh, Gene Wilder. Yes. I mean, all, all, they were just absolutely incredible. They were, but they lived life hard. Yeah. They, they lived life hard and i don't think that the cast nowadays is like that no no it's they they're a little more reserved it's a lot different i mean now you know the the next great class i guess if you want to say was you know kevin nealon and the the late phil hartman and uh you know then you get into there was billy crystal on there joe piscopo and then of course now with uh, adam sandler is is a tremendous graduate of uh of the yes you know the show and i love adam sandler one, one thing I love about Adam Sandler is that not only did he create four good Hanukkah songs, but, yes. but he also, if you think about it, every one of his movies, and, and and I've noticed this with a lot of people these days, every one of his movies, he always puts his friends in. I think that's yes. fantastic. I want to be his I friend just, watched, just to be in the movie. Yeah. That, um, oh, gosh. So when I was watching um, uh, 50, 50 First, First Dates. Dates, one of my favorites. And yeah. then The Wedding Singer. Oh. So, you know, yeah, you see you the same people. Barry Moore is in both of yeah. those as, as lead female. And then, uh, um, oh gosh, he always has the guy who, who was in Fargo. Yes. Um, <laughs> Steve Buscemi. 
Yes. Yeah, Steve Buscemi. He's always in it. Crazy Eyes in the. Yes. In, in yes. Uh, that was the uh, Mr. Deeds. He was in Mr. Deeds with him. Uh, <laughs> but if you look at all the movies, you can see that he's got uh, even Waterboy. You could see, and and mm-hmm. I, we just watched Waterboy the other day, and you know that's a silly. Stupid movie, but if you want to watch something just for the sake, like to just get your mind away from everything with COVID, watch Kathy Bates. She is one of those people. I I, I like to say that there's only a few actors or actresses that can dominate a screen. And you know they're there whether they're on the screen for 10 minutes, two hours. Kathy Bates, and he, she's been in a lot of movies, but she takes over the screen. And she yeah, does in yeah. Waterboy. I mean, she's like, you play in the foosball, Bobby Boucher. I mean. I have to watch that. That's the one movie of his I have not watched. Oh, you I've have seen. to watch. Happy it's as stupid as I've the seen. day is long. But Henry uh, Winkler, speaking of happy days, Henry Winkler plays the coach in it. Uh, you know, the late Jerry uh, Reed is in it. Uh, Eastbound and Down, you know, the uh, Smokey and the Bandit. And he had, he had Henry Winkler in another movie with yeah, that remote control. With the remote control. control. Yeah, that was a little bit de- dark. That, that yeah. was a little darker. He's been in a couple of movies that were kind of dark. He was in a movie about a 9-11 um, survivor, and, and it was, mm. yeah, it was not very, I mean, it was not the way you want to see Adam Sandler. And he right. was just in a recent movie, which was very dark, where he plays a, a character that was in the diamond market um, just out recently in the last uh, six months or a year. But Adam is... Uh, He's tremendous. He's a he's the gift that keeps on giving as well. Just because and I, I you know. prefer to see him in the comedic roles. Yes, because he's you know again silly silly things. But you know, Wedding Singer, one of my favorites. And, mm-hmm. and what what's great about Wedding Singer is all the songs that are in there. You cannot look at the the song the same way after you watch that movie mm-hmm. and you hear the song again. You know, and you hear if you ever hear. Do you really want to hurt me? Right. You think they're they're uh, the the crowd is killing George, or they're you know they're they're mentioning yeah. they're, 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 the crowd is turning on George is the line. And yeah, they're getting angry. I mean, but there's certain songs that you hear and you're like, oh my god, that was from Wedding Singer, or you know when you've yeah. got uh, John Lovitz singing, you know, and, or or the love stinks. I mean that that the, just there's so many things. And it, you well, know, I love I still love the last song that he sang on the airplane growing yes. old with you i'm i he just, even let I you use great... the remote control yeah <laughs> <laughs> he, he is so talented and then to even have billy idol make a cameo oh, my so susan and i you know my wife susan yeah yeah we we have a thing where every time we hear a billy idol song we say Billy Idol gets it. I don't know why she doesn't get it. And that's from that movie. It's like we always do that. Billy Idol gets it. I mean, yeah. we'll stop everything. She, you know, we could be bowling on Thursday nights and she'll come down from one end of the alley when a Billy Idol song comes on and she goes, Billy Idol gets it. I don't know why she doesn't get it. That's so funny. Yeah, that was a great uh, that was a great movie. I have to watch that again. That's there you a good go. idea. The, the wedding My singer. My husband and I during during COVID, we've been doing movie nights and mm. and uh, we did all the John Gresham movies, um, and he loves, you know, now we're on to all the Denzel movies. Wow. Uh, so, because we were not, um, I, I guess we must have been the only only ones that did not, uh, during the shutdown, the three-month shutdown, did not binge watch, what is that, The Tiger King. Oh, I never watched it either. I would not watch it. There's nothing. But it's a big, you know, all all the millennials loved it. Yeah. I mean, 
Yeah, they yeah. did. They love uh, Tiger King. I will not watch it at gunpoint. So just so you know, I'm not watching it. There's no way. Now, why Why is that? Well, I just have no desire to see certain things. And I, I put my foot down, you know, certain things I just will not watch. I'm not interested. If I'm not interested in it, I'm not watching it. And it takes a while for me to get uh, interested. So a perfect example of that is I just, just in the last. So Gordy, you're, do you remember Gordon Deal? Uh, he was our boss oh, yeah, in New York yeah. yeah he was a guest so Gordy and I had guest and he brought up the fact that he watched Blue Bloods and he loved it it was like a tradition with him and Kelly they would watch it on Friday nights and they'd get a bottle of wine and it was their thing right so I didn't watch it ever and I was like I don't know if I'll maybe I'll get to it but it was just it seemed like a lot you know an hour is show Netflix to, series well or is no it, no is Blue, Blue Bloods no Blue Bloods is on CBS on Friday okay. nights so they should get I should get uh, some uh, props for mentioning their, you know, promoting their show. Exactly. But anyway, so getting to this. So about a couple of weeks ago, Donnie Wahlberg gave this woman a tip of two thousand uh, dollars because of the covid. He gave it a nice tip. So it made me think about Blue Bloods again. So I said, you know what the heck with it? It was on one night. It, I, I was on and I watched an episode. I'm like, you know what? This is pretty good. So I went back and I watched episode one. I, I wasn't going to. I wasn't going to start, you know, with season eight. You know, I, I had to go back to the beginning. I want you to know that that was about four, three, four weeks ago, maybe more. I am now in season six. Now, oh they they have had 11. They're in season 11 now. So that's a lot of episodes. But I'm telling you, I don't even want to admit that, you know, the movie Feel the Dreams where every man just sits uh, there and cries. We just that yeah. was our movie night yeah. two, two weekends. Yeah, ago. there's not a man alive that will not cry. At the yeah. end, when he says, you want to have a catch, Dad. Well, I I will try. You know, you, you watch Blue Bloods, and if you don't at least get misty in a couple of episodes, then you have no feeling at all. Your, your, your life is just, you know, you're just uh, stone cold is what I like to say. Right. Because it's, huh. it's, it's a tremendous show, uh, Blue Bloods. If you haven't watched it, I really think you should because uh, Tom Selleck, it, and the characters are what sells the I show. Yeah, he was Magna P.I. He also played in Friends. He's been good in everything that he's ever done. And he's mm -hmm. tremendous as the police commissioner. And Donnie Wahlberg is awesome. I mean, I would like to hang out with Donnie now. After watching Blue Bloods, <laughs> I'm like, I want to hang out. with. And he's married to Jenny McCarthy. Um, oh, gosh. Yeah. So, uh, but there's some great. Bridget Moynihan plays the uh, Dia. And then there's an... Uh, Will something or other, I can't think of his name, but he plays the, the, the Reagan. So the premise of the show is the Reagan family. You've got the police commissioner. The the grandfather is the uh, police commissioner before. So he's the retired police commissioner. Then you've got uh, Aaron Reagan, who is the ADA. And they've got two other police. Uh, so Dan Danny Reagan is Donnie Wahlberg. He plays the detective. And then they have a another son that plays... Uh, just a patrolman right so it's just a whole about cops and i'm telling you if you haven't watched it it is a treasure see now this whole time when you were talking about blue bloods i'm thinking royalty yeah they're, they're, <laughs> they, well it could be royalty blue bloods as in uh, people who are in law enforcement so i have to yes. i definitely have an interest in in watching that now well i just think it's it's a good show, and thanks to Gordy. Um, and he was. This is an episode we talked about. Um, 
you know, going on. And, and it's the fun things, you know, the the TV shows mm-hmm. that get you. Uh, but it's got me binging. And I keep texting Gordy every once in a while. I'll text him. I'll say, I'm up to season five. Uh, I'm up <laughs> to see, you know. Uh, but we, we agree that the characters are what sells the show. And they're they're really it's really good writing. And I love seeing all of New York all the time. It's all New York. Oh, and yeah. And it just makes you you know, think about the days when I was in New York. So that's, uh, mm-hmm. that's another reason why I, I enjoy it. So watch Blue Bloods and don't give. I so, the, so the moral of today's episode is don't, don't watch, don't give any gifts, you know, watch Blue Bloods. That's pretty much it, right? That's, that's just the way it is. Keep your, keep it's, your money. It's, it's simple. Yeah. Life, life was simpler when we didn't have any of the devices we have now. We're connected to, you know, electronically at every step of the home. We have, we live in a brownstone here. So um, if my husband's on the fourth floor, he will actually call me or text me on my cell. Oh, don't even and- get me started with that. We have our kids. I have to text them dinners ready. One of the, <gasps> one of the funniest things is we have a vent in the kitchen that if you yell loud enough, you can hear in my son's room. So I yell, dinner! <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, we oh need an intercom God. system. But yeah, the texting is just, it's just an, again, it's, you'll, you'll uh, get text with, I mean, you're inside the house. This is, this is what it is. Yeah. yeah. That's what I say to him. He's like, well, I didn't want to scream. And, and, you know, it's hard to hear if I'm, especially if I'm like downstairs doing laundry. Um, but yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll text me or call me. And, and sometimes we're, we're just both giggling because it's, my parents would be rolling over to think yeah. that, you know, uh, that we can't even walk down a couple of flights of stairs. Well, I just rewrote a new horror movie for this time, the 2020 horror movie. It, instead of the call is coming from inside the house, the text is coming from inside oh, the house. Oh. <laughs> there you go. Well, the text, he's in the house. Of a horror, speaking of a horror movie, have you seen the genius a uh, new commercial for Match.com with the devil meeting 2020, but she's 2020. Wow. Oh. I have not. Know, I have not. I must have know, missed it. Yeah, go, uh, just go onto YouTube and and uh, and just put in there, um, you know, Match commercial Satan meets, you know, perfect match. And they have a couple of different different commercials but i tell you it was it's awesome and they're walking along they meet in in central park um so you'll see some scenes from new york oh i love it pure marketing genius how creative absolutely well we we could go on and on all all day but i want before we end i want to get to find out what you're doing now uh so that people can find you or what you're doing so why don't you take a couple minutes and tell us what you're doing Sure. Well, I mean, I've always been, I've always, you know, even, even, uh, since moving here, um, transitioning, you know, from the world of being in front of the camera, working on, you know, channel five, channel 12 in both English and Spanish. And, uh, um, when I jumped ship to public relations, it was a natural transition and I haven't looked back since I do a lot of consulting for crisis communications. I was at UC Health, which is the largest healthcare system for seven years as their, um, you know, corporate director of medium PR. I'm now, uh, I go from, from healthcare to the hard rock. Uh, so I'm busy doing a lot of the rebranding for the hard rock, um, 
Cincinnati, right downtown. And but I still always love doing my consulting because it keeps me connected to you know various nonprofit organizations and and uh, and look, you know, when you're in radio or TV, and and especially when you come from New York. I mean, we are used to multitasking like it is nobody's business. And and you get the job done. You get it done quickly. Um, and one thing that Gordon Deal did teach me was something that he would always say, use word economy. So if I was writing script, writing something, he would take what I wrote and chop it down. And, and I said, oh, my gosh, you know, he's really good at what he does. And, and I use that today uh, still. So, you know, people could find me on LinkedIn. I'm on, uh, you know, my Facebook is private, but LinkedIn is, you know, just Diana Lara and uh, L-A-R-A, Diana M. Lara, Maria, Diana, Maria, Maria Cristina, Lara Campos, but you can't fit all oh that. Oh my God! Can you just talk like that all the time? That was outstanding. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, I don't know if I could finish the show now. <laughs> that was outstanding. Well, you know, you and and we're on all kinds of things too. You can like Lens Burning Bush on Facebook yeah. at Lens Burning Bush. You can follow at Lens Burning Bush on Twitter. You can listen now on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Podbean, iHeartRadio. Tune in. You can ask Alexa to play Lens Burning Bush on Amazon Music and now even Stitcher. And I got to be honest, I don't even know what Stitcher is, but I'm on Stitcher. So apparently we've got about, about TikTok. Uh, you know, I'm not doing the TikTok. I don't even know anything about that. We keep it to this. But who knows? Maybe I'll be on TikTok one of these days. Uh, we're in 29 <laughs> states, the District of Columbia, plus a few downloads in the UK, Ireland, Germany, Switzerland, Norway, France, Mexico, Japan and Alberta, Canada. So we're we're worldwide, Diana. Worldwide. That is, I can Lens, say, you know, yeah. bienvenidos, yeah. bonasera, adios. I mean, we could say hello and goodbye in every language. All I know is bienvenido a Miami because of Will Smith. But that's oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> there you go. Well, thanks to Diana Lara. Thanks everybody for listening. I'm Len Harvey. We'll be back again with another episode of Lens Burning Bush next week. So long.